It is Chavdalad Thomas Tavshin Pegimel, the 24th of the month of Thomas, 5783, here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. Earlier today was Chav Gimel Thomas, the 23rd of Thomas, where today's daf was Gittin, daf Nun Zayin, 57 in Gittin. As we continue, the Gemara is revolving around Chorban Yerushalayim, Chorban Beis Hamikdash. As we stand at this moment, Beina Meitzarim, between the straits, between Shavas Rabbi Thomas and Tishabav, as we mentioned in the past two, in Yonadiyomi Shiorim that the timing of these Gemaras could not be more appropriate as we are able to learn these Gemaras about the destruction of Yerushalayim in advance of Tisha B'av, hopefully so that we could learn from them how we could prevent ourselves from re-experiencing Chorban in our times, and that we can yearn for the Geula through these Gemaras and somehow Bezras Hashem be able to earn that Geula from the lessons that we learn from these Gemaras. And I want to focus now on the discussion revolving around Nevuzar Adan's discovery of the blood, the dam, of Zechariah Hanavi. What exactly does the Gemara tell us about that? And we will see very soon what it has to do with the times that we are in, especially Tishabav, which is coming soon. So the Gemara says that when Nevuzar Adan discovers the blood of Zechariah on the ground, he sees that the blood is boiling and bubbling, and it's not stopping. And this, for some reason, is bothering Nevuzar Adan. He wants to stop the blood from, from boiling. And the Gemara tells us that Nevuzar Adan says, I'm going to appease Zechariah. I'm going to appease his blood. So what does he do? I see Sanhedri, Gedola of Sanhedri Katana. He brings in members of the, of the Sanhedrin. Katali He just kills them on the spot. And the blood does not stop. And Nevuzar Adan's thinking, What's it going to take to stop uh, the blood of, of Zechariah? Does he want me to kill more people? Okay. If, you're, if your blood doesn't stop boiling, Zechariah, I'm going to kill Bachurim Ubesulos. He grabs um, Bachurim, uh, young Jewish men who are not married, Ubesulos, and young maidens, young virgins. He kills them on the spot, slaughters them below Nach, and the dam of Zechariah still does not calm down. Then all of a sudden, Isitinokos shall base Rabban. He seizes school children whose Torah learning is so pure, the Gemara and Shabbos says that, that their learning is not to be interrupted even for Binyan Beis Hamigdash, the building of the Beis Hamigdash itself. And yet, Ketali Levei, he slaughters them, Vilonach, and still the Dam of Zechariah does not stop. Amar Lei, Nuzaradan says, Zechariah, Zechariah, Tovim Shabhen Ibaratim, I have now caused to perish. Even the best of them, the Tinokos shall be sraven. And yet, do I have to kill out all of Klal Yisrael to get your blood to stop curdling? When he says that, finally the blood come down. What exactly is this Gemara about? What is it trying to tell us? So, need a little bit of background, but uh, this, uh, this story of the, the Dam of Zechariah is actually the basis of one of the most important kinos in all of Tisha B'av, Kino Yedzayin, Kino 17, in Tochan and Nesh Imperium. Um, and I had, uh, if I can call it the schos, to deliver this kino on more than one occasion. Um, and uh, the, the, the kino describes various grotesque, disgusting, tragic things that took place in history, um, the, the, maybe the most grotesque of them, in Tochana Nashim Piram, if a woman would consume her own children, as is described in Eicha, as is described in Sefer Malachim, during a siege, when women were consuming their own children, 
all these things that that really that that really maybe it makes our insides turn and maybe it boils our blood and yet this kina was written surrounding the cold-blooded slaughter of Zechariah Hanavi in the times of Yehoash, as it is described in Divrei Hayom and Beis, Parak Chavdalid, where Zechariah Hanavi and Zechariah HaKohen, he was trying to rebuke Klai when they were doing a Vodazar, doing the wrong things, and they didn't want to listen to him. And at the behest of Yehoash, who had a pretty decent career as a Melech Yisrael, he definitely wasn't the worst of them, at least not until he had committed this crime of, of, of commanding the execution of Zechariah Hanavi. And once he did that, then it was all over. This slaughter of Zechariah was apparently the precursor to the slaughter of so many members of Klal Yisrael, even members of the Sanhedrin, even young men and women who are, have not even had the chance to be married, and even Tenokos Shalbeis Rabban, school children. In Tochan and Periyam, women consuming their own children, and school children, why do they have to be slaughtered? What did they do wrong? And even that did not come down, did not calm down the blood of Zechariah. And, you know, it makes us wonder, you know, what's it going to take? And yet, the Kino tells us that, yeah, come on, you, you respond to so many different kinds of tragedies. But for some reason, you didn't respond to the tragedy of Zechariah Hanavi. And how is it that we are supposed to appreciate this, uh, this, uh, this difference between our responses to the tragedies? And how can we learn from that? So I wanted to, to give a dogma, to give an analogy, to give a, a model that we could appreciate, um, a, um, a, a lesson that I've, I was zocha, a word that I was zocha to hear on more than one occasion from my Rebbe of Jonas and Sachs, who points out a very interesting anomaly in Rebbe Akiva, his response to various experiences. On the one hand, in this week's Parsha, Parshas Matos, we find in the Inyanim of Nidarim, when it comes to making a pledge, the Torah tells us that when a woman will make a nadir, and unbeknownst to her, her husband is mefir, he nullifies, he cancels that nadir, he cancels that pledge that she made, and yet she goes against that nadir, again, not realizing that that nadir had been nullified. And the Torah tells us Hashem that Hashem is going to forgive her. The Gemara in Kedushin, Andaf Pe'alef, the Gemara in Nazir Andaf Chav Gimel, says that whenever Rabbi Akiva would encounter this Pasuk, that he would cry. If you could imagine a person who intends to eat a piece of Chazer, and yet he grabs a piece of kosher meat, and then he eats it, and he requires slicha and kapara. Right? The fact that the Torah has to tell us, has to go out of its way to tell us, Hashem Hashem is going to forgive. The implication being that even your machshava to do an avera needs to get atonement. So imagine someone who has a machshava to do an avera, and he even carries out that avera successfully. So Rabbi Akiva would cry when he encountered this pasuk. And yet we look at several other times throughout Shas where we find Rabbi Kiva's response not necessarily to encountering a Pasuk, which is incredible enough, the Madriga Rabbi Kiva to cry upon hearing that Pasuk, upon reading that Pasuk, but even more stunning and profound to measure Rabbi Akiva's response in light of the other Sigis that we find in Shas, where Rabbi Akiva responds to tragedy. 
whether it's the famous Gemara at the end of Mesechus Makos, when the Tanoim are at the site of Chorban Abayas, when they are at Harabayas, and they see the foxes crawling around Harabayas, of course they're all understandably crying. Rabbi Akiva is laughing, because if this is uh, the fulfillment of the, of the Nevuah of Uriah, then we can still look forward to the fulfillment of the Nevuah of Zechariah not to be confused with the Zechariah of our Gemara. But again, Rabbi Akiva responds with laughter coming from a place of Amuna and Bitachon. And yet we find in the Gemara in Sanhedrin on Kof Aleph, when Rabbi Elizabeth ben Herkunas, he falls gravely ill and the Talmidim are crying. And Rabbi Akiva once again is laughing. And he says, imagine what reward is, is stored for a person like a tzaddik like Rabbi Lazar, if he's able to experience such suffering, this this only bolsters, um, you know, what reward he must have in in olam haba. If again he suffers in olam hazeh, imagine what's coming in olam haba. And yet we find again when Rabbi Akiva is about to be slaughtered himself as one of the asar harugim malchus in the ninth parak of Yerushalmi and Brachus, the Gemara describes how Rabbi Akiva is reciting Kriyashma, but also mentions that as he's dying al Kiddush Hashem, he is laughing. Laughing at the moment of his Messias Nevesh, his, his death al Kiddush Hashem, when it's personal tragedy, whether it's the illness of others, or even Chorban Habayas itself, even his own death. And Rabbi Kiva is laughing, because, as my Rebbe explains, Rabbi Kiva under, understands that through his Hashkafa Sachayim, that these things are all beyond Hashem. So what's there to worry about? But what about Rabbi Akiva's anomalous cry? The one time he cries is when it comes to the Pasuk in this week's Parsha, Hashem Yislachla, that, that, that Hashem is going to forgive you, that you require atonement for Machshav HaSachet. What is the difference between the laughter of Rabbi Akiva and the crying of Rabbi Akiva? And very simply, my Rabbi explains that when it came to all of the other Gemaras that describe Rabbi Kiva's laughter, they are all in response to what Merebi explains the Gemara and Brachos refers to as Kavshi Drachmana, that which is within the jurisdiction, the dominion of Akadosh Baruch Hu, that which Hashem is in charge of, even if it's a tragedy. But again, Kol Drachmana Avad Latavavad, everything that Rabbi, that, um, the Rabbi Kiva explains, everything that Hashem does, He does for a good reason, and so everything's going to be okay. When does Rabbi Akiva cry? Rabbi Akiva cries when it comes to anything pertaining to personal accountability, personal achrayas, that I can even have a machshava of chet, do the wrong thing, or even if I didn't actually do the wrong thing, and yet that requires an atonement. What that says about how we have to act. right? And this really, I think, gets to the core of the kina, because the kina in Tochal Nanash Imperium, in Kina Yud Zion, it finishes off by saying that look at all the tragedies that you do respond to, that you cry out in Tochan Anush Imperium. But what happens? The very tragedy that you cause through your actions, the slaughter of a Kohen and a Navi of Hashem, and that you don't make heard? What's the difference between the tragedy of the slaughter of Zechariah Kohen, Zechariah Hanavi, and all the other tragedies described in the Kina? And the answer is very simply, the difference is between tragedies which befell Klai Yisrael and tragedies which Klai Yisrael caused with their actions. And that is why we have to experience um, suffering, because of the tragedies that we caused. That's why the blood of Zechariah does not stop boiling and bubbling.
because we caused that blood to boil. And it was only when Nebuzar Adnan says, I'm going to wipe out all of Klai Israel, that the blood stopped. But what this apparently tells us is how much we have to be mefache, to worry, maybe even to cry over not the tragedies that occur, but the tragedies that we cause through our own personal accountability, our own decisions. And in this vein, Tisha B'Av is not just about reflection on bad things that happen and just being sad, right? Because when it came to those tragedies, Rabbi Akiva would laugh. He would laugh because he would embrace him and bitachon because he, he, he knew that was kavshi derachmana, that's all within Hashem's domain. And if it's, if it's, if it's what, what, what Hashem is doing, then it's l'tavavad. We have to be crying about that which is within our domain, our own actions. What are we doing with our own hands, with our own words, with our own thoughts? What are we doing to contribute to Chorban, to our Golas? That is something we should cry about. We should be zocha to a time when the blood will stop bubbling, but then, on the other hand, Hashem Yikom Damam, that all the blood of Klaishal should be avenged. We should be able to know when to laugh, when to cry. And Ben Hashem, we should also be zocha to be able to laugh with the coming of the Gula. And days of Mashiach and Herb as always, if you enjoyed the share and others like it on the podcast, and want to partner up with us with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group where you find links to every uploaded share and links to share them that I repost due to their relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B-E-R-S at gmail.com. Until next time, keep staying tuned and attuned to these very critical in Yonah Thank you for joining us here at the database.